With Walt Disney World being as large as it is, the Disney company has a strange luxury where if they no longer want an attraction, they don't have to demolish it in order to make space for new things. This has led to an interesting precedent for the Disney World parks, where Disney can just leave unwanted attractions to rot. They just abandon them, and then that's the end of it. And some examples being Discovery Island, which is an island in the middle of their Bay Lake, where they used to have a bird sanctuary that is just literally just left abandoned for years and is like overgrown and rotten and then there's also disney's river country which was a water park that is right next to the wilderness lodge near the seven seas lagoon and that is also now all overgrown and rotten and then we also have the old wonders of life pavilion in epcot Disney pretends that these attractions never existed but the fans have never forgotten and wanted to see what became of these old attractions Urban exploring became a very popular trend online thanks to YouTube, and Disney World was not immune to it. Now, places like River Country and especially Discovery Island were not the easiest places to get to explore, but at the time, Epcot security was surprisingly lax, and it was called Baby's First Urban Exploration, and people would sneak into the Wonders of Life Pavilion and take a walk around. It was particularly safer than the other places to explore because the building was still partially used for festival storage and it wasn't falling apart so this was an exploration hotspot. roaming around the building the explorers would eventually come across the old cranium command show which featured an adorable fan favorite animatronic named buzzy and upon exploring the theater people found buzzy where he was all those years ago sitting in his little chair high off the ground looking out over his theater where he used to teach guests how the brain communicates with different parts of the body all alone people were shocked that he was still there soon enough people would sneak into the pavilion just to check in on buzzy see how he's doing and to gauge whether or not that disney might bring him back one day out of retirement he was visited a lot until that fateful day december 21st the news broke that buzzy was gone and not just gone but stolen the shock of this find rippled through the disney parks community and soon everybody was asking begging pleading someone please tell us where is Buzzy. Welcome to Strange Ride, where I tell the smartest man I know the weirdest things I know. My name is Savannah Barrett, and I will be your guide today, but you're not the only ones going on this ride. I have Shannon Landers back again for another Disney episode. Hello! And about Epcot, too, which is awesome. And then, of course, we have the smartest man I know, Rob C. Thompson of Occult Confessions fame. Walt, you've abandoned the wonders of life. Also, what happened to all those birds? They were moved to Animal Kingdom. Oh, that's a relief. That's why the park ended up shutting down is because they were like, why do we have a bird sanctuary when we have a literal, like, zoo? But Buzzy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was thinking the birds took Buzzy. <laughs> no, oh, the birds carried him off. They're yeah. in Julia Roberts' pool well, what now. What does Buzzy look like? Is he a big guy? <laughs> He's not. He's a little guy. Oh. Uh, I will get, I think I'll get into okay. all of that. Shannon's already worried about the logistics I know. of this. Okay, it, I cannot, I cannot wait to talk about this. I'm so excited about this. I, uh, this is actually a very special episode to me because I remember watching, watching in quotation marks, this live on Twitter. I remember going on Twitter one day and everybody on Twitter freaking out being like, oh my God, somebody stole an animatronic from Disney World. And I was like, what? How is that possible? It was amazing. It was like the best time on Twitter I've ever had. And, um... 
yes uh and i wanted to apologize for how long that intro was but there was just a lot of information that needed to get all right. out. i had to we set the scene it. some intros are longer than others <laughs> i wish it was longer it <laughs> <laughs> was getting into the zone <laughs> she thought she could sit this one out oh yeah i've been listening to a lot of like murder mystery podcasts i'm trying to put the clues together uh. <laughs> this is perfect for that oh my god maybe you can help solve the the problem that we're about to face today uh do you would you like to talk about some of our patreon things yeah Rob? hop on over so savannah's been busy on that patreon as have i we've uh, done our episode on barbie and uh, there's a <laughs> Baldur's gate episode yes. coming out we, soon Mims and i talked about Baldur's gate for probably like two and a half hours <laughs> i'm editing it but, but there's, there's no like hot takes in the whole thing or isn't it just the three of you just losing your minds over how awesome it is pretty much I told, I said in the episode that we didn't invite you because you didn't play it, and I didn't want to hear what you had to say. <laughs> that's a that's I a hot take. Rob wasn't here. No, he wasn't no, there. No. Um, I had had enough. I had done like six hours of podcasting that week, and I was. <laughs> but I was you don't like, want to hear about sexy vampires. I mean, I do. <laughs> Just well, let's, not let's in a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll listen yeah. to the Patreon. And on top of that, we also are trying to start a new series where uh, we're calling it Strange Rivalry, mm-hmm. where uh, it, I guess I will potentially be arguing with people about things. Mostly Luke, though, right? <laughs> or no? Mostly Mims, apparently. Oh, what happened to Luke? <laughs> uh, Luke is our mediator. Oh, Mims has got the hot Luke, takes. Mims and I have become this weird little trio where we talk literally every single day. <laughs> <laughs> And I love it. That's news to me. And I'm delighted. (laughs) This all started because Mims texted our group chat and said, The Empire Strikes Back is a Christmas movie. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And so uh, Mims and I are now making PowerPoints and are going to argue (laughs) our point about me thinking it's not a Christmas movie because it's not, and then Mims thinking that it is a Christmas movie. I didn't realize they had Christ in the the Star Wars movies. I think that's part of the reason why it's not a Christmas movie. But (laughs) But they do have evergreens. I am willing to hear out Mims' argument. And then Luke wants to argue with me because... I'm saying The Mummy, featuring Brendan Fraser and Rachel Wise, is uh-huh. the best movie ever made. But uh, Luke says it's a fine movie and that I need to take off my rose-tinted glasses. Does he like a different mummy, like the Tom Cruise mummy? Or? <laughs> I think he says he likes the movie. It's just not the best movie ever made. Oh, so okay. we'll be arguing about it's that pretty eventually, good video game, apparently. That Tom Cruise mummy. <laughs> Let's get so, into this episode. I was about to say, we've been talking for long enough. I'm sorry about that. And anyway, uh, well, you got to hop into the pledge. Let's pledge it out. I solemnly commit myself to keep my hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the vehicle at all times while on this strange ride. Strange ride. Nice okay. job, Shannon. It's been a hot minute. <laughs> you jumped it's right in. almost a year. And this is like wow, we're starting wow. out the new year with uh, talking about Epcot again. That was a crazy. big year, man. I and felt every minute of that year. I know. You just blew my mind. I can't believe it. I mean, we're like, I mean, technically, we're like four months off from a year. But it's still, springtime, but still, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, since I started working on it, though, I, mm. I researched that Epcot episode forever. <laughs> she went and looked for Buzzy, and the, she went down to the... I did. <laughs> I, abandoned wonder of life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Before I start getting into all the nitty-gritty details about Buzzy's disappearance, I'd like to give you some of his backstory and why you should care that Buzzy is gone. 
if you guys remember that our first series ever, we talked about Epcot and the dream that Walt Disney had for it that never came to be. The Imagineers at least tried to put some of Walt's ideas into the theme park by making it more educational than um, the only other theme park at the time, which was the Magic Kingdom. The park was split into two sections. Guests would enter in Future World, um, which featured the Epcot Ball, which has uh, Spaceship Earth inside of it, which is one of the most awesome rides. And then um, it would also have a bunch of different pavilions that would host different attractions and shows meant to teach guests about the world we live in, our own bodies, and what the future could hold for us. And then the back half of the park was known as the World Showcase, which it still is today. And it's a radial design uh, around a giant man-made body of water that featured uh, themed areas all based off of different countries from around the world and it's meant to be a sort of celebration of all these different countries and stuff but uh, no corporate dictatorships contrary to Walt's vision <laughs> well I mean they started putting IP more in the park so like <laughs> so it's slowly encroaching oh, okay. on this I feel like there's <laughs> a capitalist lot of, yes well I'm gonna get into the the Diz Twitter community a little bit but um there's like a whole group of people that are I don't know if Epcot purist is like a harm, not a harmful term, like a, um, a mean term to use, but people like want Epcot to go back to the way it is. And they hate the fact that Disney is putting in all these like IP things or like Frozen in Norway and Frozen, that kind of stuff. Finding Nemo. Where's Finding Nemo? In Living with the Seas. Oh, oh. but and Nemo's not like Argentinian or something. No, 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 no. <laughs> Nemo's in Japan. <laughs> no, no. Um, in and the koi pond. They also right. I think it. I think they put it right next to Living with the Seas. But um, Moana now has like this whole little like walkthrough attraction, which looks really cool. But also, I don't know why it's in Epcot. But anyway, because Epcot used to be more of a reprieve from all the children's stuff in the Magic yes. Kingdom, and now yes, and now it's it's yeah. it's slowly taking over Epcot. Disney still does this although unless i'm mistaken i feel like it doesn't happen as frequently anymore but to help with the cost of running a theme park and hold giant buildings that host shows and rides as well as everything else you need to run a functional building they would get different companies to sponsor different pavilions specifically in epcot it's like the epcot theme park seems like it was completely based off of this model of having different companies and I think the different countries sponsor, like, all the different parts of the park. Um, I don't know about the countries. I feel like that is a thing, but don't What do you mean? Sp me. Sponsors? Yeah, that the country sponsored the, the Yes, I think to the some extent. Park. Yeah, they had to be involved, and I believe they did provide some financial backing. At least backing. in Norway. I know that whole story about Maelstrom. Norway, they had, like, a really cool ride. Is it Norway? No, I feel... I don't know. But anyway, they had a really cool... We should talk about that, too. Norway, they had a really cool ride. The Imagineers had this, like, amazing, magical ride, and then they were like, no, we want it to be more realistic. And so then they changed the ride to not be magical, and then, like, you at the very end, the, the grand finale is you pass by an oil rig. <laughs> that's, that's as terrifying as Frozen. I know. Actually, it was a very scary scene, apparently. But anyway, so I also want to apologize. I just got over COVID, and I'm, I'm testing negative but i still have a cough so i, I got vaccinated just in case before i came in here <laughs> but yes side see now we're back on the epcot format of constantly doing side tangents <laughs> yeah 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 well shannon's here quietly <laughs> listening to us oh i'm planning my <laughs> random comments <laughs> <laughs> she's plotting it's only gonna get worse from here you're gonna love buzzy at first, this was a really good deal for, for Disney, like having all these different sponsorships because it helped with operating cost. 
But it would end up causing problems down the line if, say, a company started to have like bad publicity or the company decided not to renew their sponsorship when their contract was up. And this is what happened to the subject of our episode today, the Wonders of Life Pavilion. Shannon, can you guess what that pavilion talked about? Wonders of Life? Or just like... <laughs> Is it things giving birth and like uh, th- animals? You know what? Actually, it's so it's not just specifically things giving birth, but they had a whole show about how like the pregnancy and giving birth works there. Wow. So- the <laughs> cervix was a big hit. <laughs> Everybody loved the cervix. <laughs> Were you like a newborn child, like going through like a little cart? <laughs> so, as far as I know, it was just a show. Like you didn't like, like you just watched a movie. <laughs> So I don't know what it. I did. I it was the birth movie, but was, Disney didn't warn you. I was looking through like things about the Wonders of Life Pavilion because it said multiple attractions, and I was like, oh, I, I was under the impression there was only two, and then I saw that pregnancy one, and I was like, oh, interesting. It was designed by America's health teachers. <laughs> basically what this pavilion was it was all about health and fitness and the human body this pavilion opened in uh, october 19th 18 (laughs) (laughs) not that early the wonders of life pavilion opened on october 19th 1989 and it was sponsored by metlife which is a insurance life insurance company and um it, it featured specifically like the main attraction were were two attractions there was body wars and cranium command and i'd like to take another small detour already (laughs) to talk about (laughs) body wars because this ride sounds so awful and amazing at the same time that i want to ride it so bad (laughs) it was popular wasn't it it was very popular so disneyland had gotten star tours which is a simulator ride based off of star wars so remember disneyland is different from disney world disneyland's in california disney world's in florida um and they have some of them have different attractions anyway so it was a simulator ride where you'd enter a star speeder and it was kind of like a bus or a plane kind of like mixed together and your droid pilot captain rex would take you on an old-fashioned star wars misadventure and this ride system was state-of-the-art at the time and disney wanted to use it for all it was worth so they found a way to put it in epcot and make it educational enter body wars you and your vehicle which was exactly the same as star tours um minus the star wars theming you were shrunk down to the size of a blood cell and put into a human body to help retrieve a doctor who is stuck in there because she was looking at a splinter stuck in somebody's body classic sitcom y- plot yes. <laughs> classic so, sci-fi sitcom plot so there you would travel through the body flowing through the bloodstream and learning about how the body operates along the way and supposedly i I did watch the ride through but obviously you can't feel it but like the the vehicle that you sat in would pulsate with the rhythm of the heartbeat of the human that you were inside (laughs) and it would swoosh and sway whenever the person you were inside of would breathe and um the simulator rides already have a habit of making people with motion sickness sick anyway but on top of the sort of gross subject matter the ride would make people like throw up constantly yeah and i will admit i am not a queasy person but i did watch a ride through of it and i I started to feel nauseous. <laughs> it's a really disturbing <laughs> video because it's all out of CGI, but it, like the CGI isn't 
great i'm sure it was like good at the time it's 1989 cgi yes I, to put this in context i just watched a movie from 1989 and samuel l jackson uh, played a black man because he wasn't famous yet <laughs> like that was his character name <laughs> was just black man just a black man it's called sea of love but um <laughs> that's neither here nor there <laughs> CGI. 1989 <laughs> is so long ago that Samuel L. Jackson was not Samuel L. Jackson yet. He was just a black man. Oh, oh, I understand where you're going with this <laughs> you now. Go. Yeah, he was just a character. He, was, he wasn't even a character actor. He didn't even have a character. He was just, he was basically an extra. That's, that's actually pretty crazy. It's a long time well, ago. We all gotta, we gotta start somewhere. He's like a hundred now. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, uh, Shannon, you definitely wouldn't have been able to ride this ride, I don't think. <laughs> if Shannon sees blood, she, like, literally faints. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what the... would happen if I become the blood. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just blood-sized. You're down there with it. You aren't the blood. You're uh, riding along with it. But you see it, though. You see the blood cells. In a cell-wise, yeah. And the white cells, white blood cells, yes. Um, they they attack would, you. Like, they started attacking the doctor, yeah. and you had to save the doctor <laughs> white blood so how are you inserted into the body um i actually don't know <laughs> i'm sure they said through the it penis is that what the- you're looking for <laughs> it looks like they just inject you through a shot but like the the visual was just like a bunch of lights so it was kind of i i was but I'm you're sure- meant to be like rushing because it's a quick yeah. motion into the yeah i'm sure they said it in the pre-show but i was it was last night that I was watching this, and I was really sleepy, so I just skipped to the. Give me the good stuff. And I didn't watch the yeah. Well, because like anyway, it's basically like Osmosis Jones as a ride. Yeah. Except none of the cells are live. Well, they're alive, but they're not like anthropomorphic. Oh, they're all like legit. They're not lovable characters. <laughs> <laughs> they are like legit just circles <laughs> well it's like magic school bus rick and morty did one of these oh. yeah, there's a lot of these yeah it is kind of like magic school bus except it's just kind of grosser <laughs> anyway now on to cranium command so this was a show that sought to teach people how the brain works and so the basic idea is that the brain would have a little cranium commander living inside of their head and it was their job to help regulate all the needs and the stresses of life by keeping all of the different senses and thoughts working together so this show would actually go on to inspire the movie inside out which is a pixar movie that is really popular like, I feel like everybody knows about that movie and the sequel is about to come out soon, um, which it, it's basically the same premise, except Cranium Commanders are like little army guys. So anyway, it is Buzzy's first day on the job and he gets tasked with the most challenging brain there is, a 12 year old boy. So the theater was themed to look like you were inside of somebody's head, but more cartoony. Um, so it, it was like um, you... You would see the face, but you would be inside of the face, and there'd be two holes where the eyes should be, and, like, you could see what the boy was seeing through those eye holes that were TV screens, and then the inside of the head wasn't, like, muscular, thank God. It was, like, mechanical, so, mm. so it, it looks really cool, and they, there's plenty of pictures and stuff online of it. 
Yeah, so you would sit there and you would watch Buzzy, who's up on this chair, and he's arguing with, not arguing, but he's trying to get all the different parts of the brain to work together, and, like, the stomach keeps busting in and being like, I'm hungry, and he's like, I'm trying to feed you, man, and uh, <laughs> and then the heart would get all be like, like, you would, he, like, looked at a pretty girl at one point, and then the heart was like, why are we so excited? <laughs> or something like that. The it heart was, should know. It was kind of hard to hear. Maybe they were saying that, but anyway, the main thing that they were focusing on was the left brain versus the right brain which were the most prominent characters and buzzy eventually gets them to work together at the end and then all the things sort of fall in line once the left brain and the right brain are working together hmm. philosophically suspect <clears throat> this analysis of the brain but that's okay disney i i'm fine with it, it i guess for children yeah yeah but yes. that's where we get our misconceptions about the brain and all this it's all right it's fine <laughs> We're not really left brain, right brain. Yes, kind of, but really, like they work together all the time. Like it's not like your right brain checks out when you're making art. There's this no, but that's the, idea that was what that, the show was trying to tell you. But so that there are creative components of your right brain, and there's scientific, you know, analytical components of your left brain. It's just like it's like an easy. Yeah. It's a simplistic way of viewing it. Yes. Yeah. We also don't have like the notion of commanders. Like gives us the misimpression that we aren't that we that our brain that we aren't our brains that like there's a separation between our body and our brains but we are body brains anyway listen to the other podcast <laughs> get into these issues but it's our, it's okay disney it's for children i understand but what did buzzy look like so <laughs> i actually wrote this in a different what does my I, commander look like in I my realized head realized that i didn't actually write in that section about what buzzy looked like <laughs> because i was so excited to people want to know inquiring minds <laughs> He is an adorably big-headed, blue-eyed cranium commander. <laughs> he wore... So, basically, like, they were humans. The cranium commanders looked like humans. But he was very, very short. He was very childlike. Um, and so, yeah, he had a giant head, giant eyes, and he wore these giant round glasses. He had a green hat, giant headphones, a bomber jacket, and then he had um, tan pants and boots on and he was ready for battle to help make this 12 year old boy have a good day <laughs> that's the that's battle we should all be on <laughs> I, in my head buzzy was like a orange fuzzy little guy that's like a little like a muppet almost. i didn't think it would be like i was expecting a bee for the so i think i personally feel like buzzy kind of looks like a bee and because of the name every time i saw a picture of him i didn't know about buzzy until he went missing so i <laughs> thought he was a bee and i was like oh he's just a bee in like military clothes that's kind of weird and cute and then also and then when i started doing research for this i was like oh no he's human <laughs> he's a human <laughs> i have no excuse for the orange fuzz i just pictured like buzzy Buzzy, <laughs> orange. Did he have a buzz cut? His hair was kind of oh. curly. I feel like hmm. it looked at least, but he had a hat on, so you didn't really see a lot of his hair. <laughs> that was the basic gist of um, Cranium Command. In 2001, MetLife ended their sponsorship of the Wonder Wonders of Life Pavilion, and it was a death sentence for the pavilion. So Disney would now be solely responsible for the upkeep, and since they were not used to this, little to no funds were allocated to this. They put all their money in Snoopy. No, they didn't. They don't have Snoopy. What are you talking about? I think MetLife. Isn't that Snoopy? Oh, you meant... I thought you meant Not Disney. Disney. No, MetLife. 
<laughs> pretty sure they bought they do. or they invested I'm, in Snoopy as a mascot. I'm pretty sure MetLife. That's expensive. Snoopy doesn't oh, come Snoopy's cheap. Snoopy's not on there at the moment. Maybe, uh, he, maybe got the they boot. lost the right to Snoopy. You can Google who owns Snoopy. <laughs> <laughs> it's Shannon Landers. Oh, no! <laughs> it's an M. Night Shyamalan twist. I thought you were talking about Disney, and I'm like, what the fuck? Was no, that? no, no, no. But MetLife did go hardcore into the yes, Snoopy they did. And they, yeah, they dropped the sponsorship in 2001. And, um, so it started to very slowly fall into disrepair, and its attractions, particularly Body Wars, were becoming outdated because the CGI was made in 1989. And um, Samuel Jackson was a black man. <laughs> and then, because of that, uh, the public also grew bored of the outdated attractions, the rundown building, and because Disney wasn't allocating funds to change the building at all, so people were like, oh, it's the same old thing. It's not changing. I don't want to go see it. It would become seasonally operated in 2004, and then it would finally shut its doors permanently on January 1st, 2007. Disney would then proceed to remove signage from their maps and the outside of the building to deter guests from trying to enter the closed building, but left it basically exactly as it was the day it closed. It would end up becoming a place that hosted the different Epcot festivals like the Food and Wine Festival, and um, it would also become storage for the festival's vendors. They would put up temporary walls and remove the signage of the attractions so that way when people were visiting the festival area, um, nobody would be any the any wiser about the fully built and still relatively functional attractions that were only like feet from them what they were missing i know <laughs> well this is where urban exploring comes in so with posting videos on the internet starting to become more popular this ushered in a new trend called urban exploring have you guys heard of this term before yeah i think brie showed me some videos or like a video of like this couple talking about because they would go to like haunted houses or is that different um i feel like that could fall in urban exploring but the main thing with urban exploring is that it's people exploring abandoned places like it has to be completely abandoned potentially dangerous probably Uh, so urban explorer fans i i'm sorry but uh you guys are that's not it <laughs> you lose. So, this is essentially people breaking and entering into old abandoned places and recording what they find and it can be really it can be really neat to see these old abandoned places and how they were left and how nature has reclaimed them but it is still breaking and entering which i'm not a narc okay whatever like breaking and entering whatever but also it's just incredibly dangerous yeah, like, it is you dangerous could, you could die very easily doing this and so that's my big thing about it and then especially when you do it in a disney park because there's no way you're gonna catch me doing it because i'm not getting a lifetime ban from disney park and <laughs> it's probably less dangerous like what i think about urban exploring it's like falling through the floor is my number one yes. thing that i'd be worried about but disney know. you don't generally do that Savannah, I think there was that one time in high school we did a little bit of... <laughs> we did. We did, actually. We did our little urban experience oh. in high school. But that was back then. We, never again. We did almost get stuck in the basement. And <laughs> like, I think it's like a little Catholic school now for children, isn't it? Maybe we shouldn't talk about us breaking and entering. Okay, anyway. So, urban exploring... <laughs> It's a thing people do. And Savannah disapproves. <laughs> you may not believe it, but she disapproves. <laughs> I guess I don't necessarily 
disapprove. I just, I'm not doing it. And I, <laughs> except that one time. Except for that one time. <laughs> but I was in high school. I was a lot dumber back yeah, then. Yeah, it doesn't count. Um, but anyway, but... <laughs> So, but yes, Rob, like you said, doing it in a Disney park is safer because like for uh, potentially, because like there are some people who have like swam to Discovery Island, which is incredibly dangerous because there's fucking alligators in that water that have, have eaten people. Didn't Walt swim naked with them though? So they're pretty chill. But it wasn't in Bay Lake. (laughs) (laughs) It was in what? Pine something. (laughs) All I know is his friend wouldn't go or something. No, Walt wouldn't go because they were naked. His friend went, yeah. Yes, because Walt didn't want to swim naked, but he wasn't afraid of the alligators as far well as far as the book made it seem. So the, what we're saying is the gators will leave you alone if you're naked. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe those people were naked when they swam across the <laughs> Don't lake. Don't sue us. The gators Don't are just us. like... Florida man <laughs> swims naked, sues podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so even though that these places are abandoned for many different reasons in Disney, like some of them are not falling apart and stuff it is still incredibly dangerous and i honestly think it might be more dangerous than like an abandoned building because it's a theme park so it has a ton of electricity and technology that you do not know and like all this other stuff that like crazy wires everywhere literal robots like i you're just having a five nights at freddy's freak out i literally said that i was like they're gonna come to life and kill you and stuff you into their animatronic suits some of the whirling like the moving parts can be dangerous disney employees have died that way yeah exactly like it theme parks are already dangerous enough and then you're walking around unauthorized in a place that you have no idea where anything is it's it's very dangerous so i'm saying don't do this nobody i am not endorsing urban exploring at all no one can turn to this podcast and say i almost died urban exploring so i'm gonna sue you but naked gator swimming that's another thing <laughs> i i also don't condone that but take it up with walt disney or and the guy with john McAllister or whatever who <laughs> either way between its closure in 2007 and up until i believe 2018 the wonders of life pavilion became a hot spot for urban exploration it was just surprising easy to get into so the pathways to get to the building were still there just roped off so you could very easily duck under them or just unclip the rope and clip it again after you and then it was even easier to do when the festivals were happening because you would be allowed in the building already and you would just have to slip behind like a curtain or like a thin fake wall and then you'd basically be inside of cranium command or the body wars like people would go into the queue of the body wars and they saw that the ride vehicles were still there and then this is when people went into Cranium Command and saw that Buzzy was still there. How tall was he? He was so short. But he was... So, it, I I can't... Obviously, I can't tell you because, like, in the pre-show, he's a cartoon character. And then in the animatronic form, he's probably, like, three feet oh, tall. Okay. But he is sitting down and he's up, perched up on this, like little arm thing that would move him around the theater as he was talking to the like different parts of the brain so he's elevated like i think it was around 10 feet in the air so being able to enter the theater and see it still intact is one thing but a whole 
audio animatronic and one as beloved as Buzzy just sitting back there. This made the fans go wild and urban explorers would go back there to check up on Buzzy and see how he was doing all the time. And it seems like most of the time these explorers were harmless. So like, fine guys, if it's your hobby, it's okay. Uh, But they only ever looked and they not took, then they didn't take anything. But in 2012, some explorers noticed that Disney had put a single spotlight shining directly on Buzzy, um, which is the pictures of it are hilarious because it's sort of horrific because it's literally just a pitch black room and then a bright light beaming on Buzzy's face. And that's (laughs) like, that's the only thing you can see in the room. And that was intentional? It was intentional because some urban explorers went in there and they stole his gloves. So, like, they managed to climb up there, and they took his gloves. So, because he didn't have anything underneath his gloves, he only had his little metallic fingers still showing. So, (laughs) and I think Disney put the light up to deter um, more vandals. I mean, you're saying Disney, but it could just as easily be, like, a Disney employee or a couple of kids. You know, Disney, like, 20-year-olds are like, oh, man, you're messing with Buzzy. (laughs) poor buzzy but he was left there all those years alone okay but so, <laughs> so so let's fast forward to 2018 Diz twitter is uh, becoming like a pretty big community i i wasn't i was a member of it i technically still am but my twitter has been completely taken over by boulders gate 3 content and that's like literally all i see on there now so i hardly see anything about disney anymore but i still follow a bunch of people from Diz twitter anyway but <laughs> so i don't know this for a fact because i couldn't find an official start date but from what i've seen the account backdoor disney appeared on twitter in 2018 This was an anonymous account that would post never-before-seen backstage pictures, rides with their lights on, places guests would never be allowed, and basically things only cast members would ever see. So this account started to gain a lot of traction because, admittedly, some of the things were pretty cool. To see behind the scenes of different attractions was, like, super cool. And I remember seeing their Twitter pop up every now and then and looking at some of their posts, but I didn't follow them because I personally don't like to see the behind the scenes at Disney. But there were some cool things. Like some of the weird ones were like um, cast members doing inappropriate dances in the uh, like the Mickey Mouse costume and stuff like that. And like, so this had to be a cast member then. It did, yes. Or a technician or somebody who's an employee of the park. E- yes, but then they also um, said that they took submissions and that it was completely anonymous. So, like, he, they oh. could say, I just take things. Like, I'm not actually an employee. But that was their big thing was, like, they were just, like, an anonymous name. I mean, like, anonymous face. Like, they, they did not put their real name anywhere or anything like that. And a lot, they, they kind of became, I feel like kind of infamous. Like, I remember seeing a lot of people upset with them because, well, one, people were like, you're ruining the magic. And then two, they were kind of antagonistic. Like, people would be like, oh, man, like, you're ruining the magic. And then he, they would say mean things back to those people. And it's just like, if you're running an anonymous account all about just posting pictures, why are you responding to people like that? Anyway started to get really weird on December 6, 2018, when Backdoor Disney started tweeting like an anime villain about Disney. (laughs) So this is an actual (laughs) quote 
his Twitter. I found like a Twitter archive of all of his tweets, and this is actually what he tweeted. I decided to try and please Disney by taking down some of the content of my YouTube videos. Now that they have angered me, my videos have been listed as public and the posting continues. I picture, like, did they, like, speak with, like, a mask and have, like, little YouTube videos (laughs) posted out? (laughs) No. So, the YouTube videos, he he definitely would have done that. I totally believe it. With, like, Mickey ears. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, the videos that he that would get posted were things like behind the scenes videos or like mm-hmm. somebody walking and they would purposely like not have audio or something like that to hide the identity of people. I did try to find some of their older YouTube videos and I couldn't they they obliterated their channel the channel still exists but there's no videos on it okay but they tweeted that tweet at 9:15 then at 9:52 they tweet Disney has been contacting me. Obviously, my identity has been compromised. They are wanting information on some other people. At this point, you're not going to find me in the parks. So you guys just keep chasing your tails. <laughs> oh my God. And then an hour later. So like, this is just like, he must be sitting there stewing about this. Whatever pissed him off. Um, and literally an hour later, he tweets. This is my favorite. Every tweet of mine gets printed out and put in a folder. Keep printing, boys. Just another page in your folder. Maybe instead of watching me, you should be watching your intellectual property that keeps getting stolen by people that are unrelated to me. Thinking emoji. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is a Who real person. this person? <laughs> like, why? Apparently Disney. This is a real person. That's on December 6th, and people are like, what the fuck is this guy tweeting about? But- Plot twist is actually buzzy. <laughs> <laughs> He's been in the dark all this time. <laughs> Buzzy alone for too long. <laughs> I took off my gloves. <laughs> they took off my gloves. My go- he took them off himself. The gloves are off. <laughs> it's time to tell the truth. <laughs> okay, so then, like, almost a month later, on December 21st, the backdoor Disney account vanished without notice. <laughs> and a prominent member of Diz Twitter speaks up about this and drops the bombshell. So this is, um, at Dreamfinder Guy on Twitter, and he's like the end all be all of Epcot knowledge. Um, and Dreamfinder, for people who don't know, is an obscure Disney character who was part of the was one of the original characters at Epcot, who was in um, Journey into Imagination with Figment. Yes, well, except it wasn't that at first, and everybody hates the version with Figment. Mm. The people love Figment, but they like it's like journey into your imagination. Oh yeah, I, know I think what you is mean. what it was changed to, and then it and then people were pissed that it didn't have Dreamfinder or Figment in it, and so then they changed it again, journey into your imagination with Figment, and people don't really like this version, but at least it has Figment in it, and that's the version you can see right now. Yeah, in the nineties, Epcot was all about Figment. Yeah, people are still all about Figment, but yeah. people are trying like that. Dreamfinder guys are dream, not. He was around, I think, in the nineties, right? He was. He yeah. was like Figment's dad. Right, he like carried him around <laughs> yeah, the park. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't Figment's dad, but that's how I picture. And he's like steampunky kind of. Yeah. yeah, and he had this super cool like thing that he would fly around in at the end of the ride and like yeah people loved this character who's anyway. figment sorry i'm gonna oh, miss that sorry it's <laughs> a little purple dragon yep little ah. purple dragon um and he's like meant to 
inspire like creativity and imagination and stuff like that. The Aww. figment of your imagination. Mm-hmm. You imagined him. He's he's actually very cute, but anyway. He was like the the he was the cute of Epcot because Epcot was a generally not cute place. It's just like full <laughs> of like Russians and stuff who are cute. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> and and blood rides. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Ride Ch- China blood. and Russia, like the, 1776, and like George Washington, and then Figment was like your your cartoon guy. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, it's that's, George. That's and they tried to take him away. They did. <sighs> because I th- mm. I don't even know. That's a whole separate <laughs> issue. Couldn't come up with a movie for him. <laughs> Probably. Okay, but anyway, Dreamfinder Guy tweets. This is um, December 21st. Okay, I've got an update on Backdoor and a major news story is to break. Buzzy was stolen from Wonders. Orange County Sheriff's Department was convinced he took him, so they got a search warrant and didn't find him. Twitter page is down for now. Please contact Orange County Sheriff's Department if you know anything about Buzzy's whereabouts. And this sent Diz Twitter and myself into a tizzy. (laughs) The people were freaking out. Oh, now I had not personally known about Buzzy until this incident. But an animatronic getting stolen from Disney World? Like, come on, that is, like, so exciting. That's amazing. (laughs) Unbelievable. Um, Also, it's just, like, how could that happen? There's no way it's possible. And then all over my Twitter feed, people were tweeting, like, hashtag find Buzzy, and everybody was freaking out. They were like, where is he? And then (laughs) the next day, Backdoor Disney created a new account by the name of Backdoor Disney for now with the Twitter handle at BDD will never die. BDD? Oh, Backdoor Disney will never die. (laughs) Which I also think is very cringe. (laughs) So did they not have cameras in this building? That is something I'm not sure of. And I don't think they did. Or at least I'm thinking that like... It's either maybe be like they didn't work because the building was old or I don't know, uh, or maybe like there just wasn't power in that part of the b- building or something because none of the lights were on and stuff in those rides. Like when you see videos of people back there, they all have flashlights and stuff. I do not know about that. It's so wildly lax. Like I, I hear you that like the notion that an animatronic should be stolen, but everything you've said this, this like... If there were people posting videos on YouTube of like breaking into our theaters, like I would, I would stop that pretty fast. <laughs> I would just like put a light on and like just hope that that but spooks like, them. They put a spotlight on Buzzy, but they didn't think to put a camera up. They're like, let's just light them up and now scare right. them away, or maybe lock the door. I don't know something. <laughs> I couldn't think. Come on. I couldn't tell you. I'm just reporting. It's the very facts. strange. At least they on the part of the corporation. As a security animal. Right. Exactly. See, they put the gators in the lake to keep people from Discovery Island, but it still doesn't keep them from that. So. All these nudists keep making it. <laughs> okay, so uh, this new, even more cringy version of Backdoor Disney, which is like being like, Backdoor Disney will never die because. <laughs> <laughs> Without a shirt. (laughs) Fuck this guy. Don't you dare. (laughs) I would say Backdoor Disney did die, and I'm glad. (laughs) It's the shirt I would wear. But anyway, (laughs) so he tweeted literally the day after this and added fuel to the fire. 
When he was removed, the hydraulic lines were cut while pressurized. A large amount of hydraulic oil spewed everywhere. The police showed me photos of this. It didn't look like it was carefully removed. So this is a really interesting tidbit, I think. I actually DM'd the Dreamfinder guy on Twitter the other day and I think like literally last night and um we had like it was probably like a two to three hour long conversation about this whole situation which was awesome but because he was the one who broke the story I wanted to like be like where did you hear this information and it turns out that he actually was told about Buzzy going missing like a month before he tweeted about this but he didn't believe the guy who told him and it wasn't backdoor disney who told him it was some other guy by the name of flurbex which is like a florida urban explorer and that's like his whole shtick but he hasn't posted a youtube video in like two years so it's like so in that space of time nobody broke that news no no that guy and that guy says the flurbex guy says that he got like texted by a is cast member being like oh my god buzzy was stolen oh and then so no one had actually been in there to see it absent no i see no and yeah like everybody just assumed that buzzy was still there until um and like dreamfinder guy and apparently like backdoor disney was a part of that conversation and they both were like you're crazy man like buzzy's still there and then backdoor uh, disney said buzzy's still there that's what dreamfinder guy made it sound like is that him and backdoor disney were both like no buzzy's still there we don't believe you but there was this odd disappearance of backdoor disney as well yes that happened right before um the news broke that buzzy was stolen very suspicious Mm-hmm. very suspicious but also i think it's crazy that like they they were told ahead of time and not on dreamfinder guy because i also would have been like dude if an animatronic was stolen people would know about it also how would an animatronic get stolen i totally wouldn't have believed it either but what convinced dreamfinder guy and made him tweet about it was that backdoor disney i guess they dm'd him and was like hey the cops just came to my house looking for buzzy (laughs) and dreamfinder guy was like what and so like yeah the cops apparently showed up at backdoor disney's house and with a search warrant to look for buzzy and so then dreamfinder guy uh tweeted about it about buzzy being stolen and that is what like set off this whole thing um i wonder what the criminal charges would be theft well i will Protective tell you property, in a little yeah. bit okay I will tell you. I mean, it, the animatronic has a certain value right so yeah. it's, it's just it's like if you walk into this place and steal equipment i don't know for some reason i was picturing like but you're stealing from disney i'm like oh, oh. like triple the amount i don't know well, they have triple the lawyers <laughs> it doesn't work like that but i'm like really after um backdoor disney said the thing about the hydraulic lines getting cut and that it looks like it wasn't carefully removed which suggests that it wasn't disney that removed it it was somebody who like cut buzzy down um that was really all the information that we had about buzzy for a while i mean there was like a bunch of theories and rumors popped up but there was nothing concrete and um backdoor disney did end up getting his twitter account back and um continues tweeting like an anime villain but for the most part uh i remember word just dying down and people at least partially moving on even though everyone still wanted to know where buzzy was so that is until (laughs) Backdoor Disney gave us some more information. On March 19th, 
Patrick Spikes, a.k.a. Backdoor Disney, posted a video on his YouTube channel titled Disney Raided My House Searching for Stolen Animatronics. And so he actually showed his face in the video, like didn't use a voice changer or anything, and he tells everybody what his name is. The video was 13 minutes long, and I I hate this man. (laughs) I won't even say man because he's not. He's a a guy. (laughs) I hate him. He is he is such a smarmy face. His voice, oh, he just sounds like he thinks he's so smart. And I just want to punch him so bad. But anyway. <laughs> Not that we have anything against smart guys. <laughs> I do. Oh, oh no. <laughs> he spends 13 minutes trying to convince the audience that Disney lied to the police. According to Spikes, Disney falsified Buzzy getting stolen and pinned it on him so that they would have a way to get access to his cell phones and erase all the backstage pictures he had taken <laughs> and had been collecting. So he, okay. Initially, we were wondering, like, was he just receiving these from people? But he is actually out there doing this himself. He he did get submissions. I feel like a lot of it was submissions, but a lot of it was also things that he actually filmed. So it was a combination. It was. But he was never an employee of the... He was an employee. Oh. Oh. Yes. So, okay. So he Sorry, had some from uh, when he was an employee, plus he had employee friends who yes. sent him stuff, plus he himself, after he was an employee, went back. Yes. Or, yeah. Okay. Yep. So, yes, but is now trying to say that Disney's lying to the police because they want to they want his backdoor pictures erased so badly. And he claims that oh yeah, and he was like they came saying that I stole Buzzy and like that's ridiculous. How could I have stolen Buzzy? The animatronic weighs like 300 pounds. Like how could I remove it? And he also says that he wouldn't have cut through Buzzy's wires because that would basically be like suicide because like you shouldn't be cutting through electric wires which i agree (laughs) but then he goes on to point out that like right after all of this and like buzzy's disappearance disney had just announced that they plan to demolish the wonders of life pavilion and start uh put something else there and he's like oh isn't that suspicious he he really makes himself out to be this like main character in some sort of secret agent movie where Disney is this, like super big bad evil corporation which they kind of are but uh, but anyway uh, would stop at nothing like Disney would stop at nothing to make sure that he specifically was silenced. What was his job when he was there? Do you know? I actually don't know. I do not know. He had to have been some kind of cast member or ride. He was a cast member. He was probably like a ride attendant or something Mm. like that. Yeah, to be able to get the footage of the rides and with the lights on, right? And the cast members, Mm -hmm. Mickey Crunkin and all. I didn't look a crazy amount into his job, but like I also was, it, it felt a little weird trying to look into all that because i was like it's not necessarily important so he even shows the search warrant for his home and it says on the search warrant that like what they were searching for was iphone cell phone and disney world animatronics i'm not really sure if anyone actually believed him but it did add a lot of information to the conversation although you have to take everything this guy says with like the biggest grain of salt in the world namely it helped fuel a a new fire that was spreading where people were were already saying buzzy wasn't stolen disney has him and then he jumps on that and is like yeah disney has him and they did it to frame me because they want to silence me 
Um, so these were like the biggest theories going around. So number one, Backdoor Disney did it, and he's an idiot. <laughs> two, Disney is such a big company that things can get lost, and Buzzy was just unfortunately one of those things that got lost after he was removed. Um, he was stolen, but by cast members. Or um, he just got up and left on his own because he was tired of sitting in the dark all that time. But <laughs> it's not likely that. I mean, so Disney stole it and framed him would be the argument, right? Because That's Disney wouldn't saying. remove it without, you know, the, the, the hydraulic lines, for example, wouldn't be spewing oil all over the place if the corporation exactly. intentionally removed the animatronic. Yes, yes. I, without trying to frame somebody in some weird like murder she wrote plot. So to me, the story sort of drops off there for a little bit um it felt like spikes was just trying to stay relevant and to keep cosplaying as both the secret agent hero and the anime villain in this epic story and although there were theories we had no physical evidence of what happened to buzzy the only thing we knew for certain is that he was actually gone um i couldn't find if any other urban explorers went to go see buzzy before he did or backdoor disney did but sure enough after all of this like after having his house searched and shit like that and posting this like psychotic video oh no i think he went and did this before he posted the video uh, anyway sorry uh, he sneaks back into cranium command films it and shows the world that buzzy is gone and with the video camera you see this like horrific scene there's no buzzy the wires connecting him to his perch were hacked as if it had been cut with like a dull knife there was hydraulic fluid spewed everywhere and then it certainly did not appear as if professionals removed the animatronic but how would you get him down from his lofty perch how could you sneak out a whole ass animatronic without someone noticing and probably covered in oil exactly and then like could you even sell something like that without getting caught and and, and if disney removed <gasps> him sorry i cut whiffy still has like a maintenance cost outfit from when he worked there he like put on the outfit and like if you just see someone in a uniform walking around with an animatronic you probably just assume that <laughs> They have a purpose. <laughs> but you don't, right? Like, in, you don't. You're not like in Disney and there's just like a guy walking, a janitor's not like walking past you carrying ride parts. <laughs> I mean, isn't that, that's like Disney's whole thing is that you're not supposed to see stuff like that. But, I mean, it's possible. In the night, Shannon's scenario makes sense. Like if, <laughs> in, yeah. the night, in the dark of night. <laughs> when just, Disney like, removes its animatronics. <laughs> with dull knives. <laughs> And then also, like, if Disney did remove Buzzy, why did they do it so sloppily? And then why did they leave the mess? <laughs> and then why hadn't they said anything about having him? And there's so many questions and so few answers. <laughs> so, okay, then this is this is oh this was a good this was a good day. On, I'm so sorry. This was a good day on Twitter. <laughs> All I can say on May 12th. Backdoor Disney does the ultimate villain move. He posts a picture of Buzzy's severed head on oh. his Twitter account. Oh my <laughs> god! And the caption only reads Buzzy Head. <laughs> Buzzy Head! It's, it's accurate. It is accurate. And it's like, it's a horrific picture. It's like a sterile white background. Buzzy has no hair no eyes and is missing his glasses and <laughs> like 
he looks like he's all dirty and beat up and uh it it's an amazing picture you can find it online and i totally recommend you do it's like it was crazy and twitter went wild and they're like he just proved that he has it and he took off buzzy's head and it was like it was crazy but before you get too excited it was not actually buzzy's real head so i'm not sure where he found the picture but it has been debunked as not being his actual head but like one of the molds for his head or like a copy that they did not actually end up using on the actual animatronic but how psychotic is that that you're accused of stealing this animatronic and then you post a picture of its severed head (laughs) buzzy's head (laughs) it's almost like he wants to be that cool he does yeah yep i i definitely think he did it for like for clout and like he de- he definitely got his attention did he posted the picture he did he posted the picture but you don't believe that he possesses the animatronic well we'll, we'll get into all it right, right. i'm about i'm i'm sorry i'm about to wrap this up i'm just We're getting you- to the murder mystery yes you're gonna columbo this at He's the like end here wearing buzzy's head on his body <laughs> That's his mask. It's like Flava Flav. He's got a huge necklace. <laughs> Where's the whole thing? So, I, I I even said this too. I was like, I guess Spikes was missing his five minutes of fame since things on the buzzy front went a little quiet again. Well, he'd get all the publicity his smarmy face would want when he was arrested only five days after posting the picture of not really Buzzy's head. <laughs> He was arrested. He was arrested. So Spikes was arrested by the Orange County Sheriff's Office on the charges of burglary, grand theft, and dealing in stolen property. Now let me tell you the full story of what actually happened. I have read the affidavit multiple times, and it's it's so much fun. You guys are in for such a strange ride. (laughs) (laughs) No, I really do love this story. So Patrick Spikes was a cast member in Walt Disney World and created his Twitter account while employed at the company. July 31st, 2018, he ends up creating a fake name tag under the name of Jack D. Morrow and gives it to his cousin. He then proceeds to enter the Magic Kingdom from the cast member entrance while his cousin enters as a guest through the main entrance. He then lets his cousin in backstage and the two use the utilidors, which are the underground tunnels that run all throughout the Magic Kingdom for cast members to be able to traverse the park without being seen by guests. And they enter the Haunted Mansion. Here, they steal costumes and wigs belonging to the animatronics in the ballroom scene. So in case you don't know about the Haunted Mansion, um, like you get to see Ghost at one point and you pass through this ballroom scene and you can see like the spectral form of ghosts like dancing and celebrating something <laughs> in the ballroom scene. I don't know it's what a real nice day. It is a real nice day. Yeah. I guess because you can see them finally and they're like, yay. <laughs> It's a, this effect is achieved through the Pepper's Ghost effect, and it's amazing. And I love this ride. It's my favorite ride. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, so the two then smuggle out the costumes without getting caught. They then go to the 7-Eleven that is apparently right behind the Magic Kingdom cast member parking lot and take pictures of themselves wearing the stolen costumes in the 7-Eleven parking lot. Now, what does this have to do with Buzzy? Hold on, I'm getting there. (laughs) We we were being very patient. (laughs) I could just hear it and hear it from the ether. People are like, what the fuck does that have to do with Buzzy? Yelling at their phones like, what, Savannah, what? Get to Buzzy. (laughs) So that was July 31st. August 2nd, 
Disney World checks on Buzzy and finds that his clothes were stolen <laughs> and reports it to the police. Yes, I said that right. It was just Buzzy's clothes that were stolen. The animatronic, as of August 2nd, was still where he was meant to be. Disney investigators tell the police that they have an eye on Patrick Spikes and believe that he could he could have been the one to steal the Haunted Mansion clothes and the Buzzy clothes. And at some point throughout this time period, Spikes was fired from Walt Disney World. Um, so he's no longer a cast member. And I did say Disney investigators, like, they hired private investigators to, like, look into these missing costumes and stuff. I guess I also want to say with the ballroom scene, the, dr- the costumes that they stole were, like, big costumes. They're, like, dresses and shit. And, and like wigs that he stole too. I'm sure there are many hundreds of dollars, if not more. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So nothing really new happens until the police are made aware that Backdoor Disney tweeted a picture of Buzzy on October 14th with his clothes still attached, meaning that this picture was at least taken before August 2nd and not recently. So in late November, they speak to Spikes and ask him if he has any information on the missing Buzzy clothes. He denies having any information, and the police let him go. They didn't really bring him in to accuse him. They were like, hey, we know that you have this Twitter account. Like, do you know anybody who could have stolen these things because you deal with these people who go backstage all the time? And he was like, no, and he left. So this is when the police learn that now the entire animatronic has gone missing and is reported stolen by Disney. So sometime between August 2nd and late November, someone went back and stole a naked Buzzy. Because <laughs> he didn't have his clothes. Because the clothes were stolen. Well, I mean, unless they had... Maybe he was going to go for a swim. <laughs> <laughs> now he's safe. <laughs> yeah, now he's good to go. He's heard that this is the thing to do. But if you had the clothes, then you're just bringing it all back together. Yes. See what I mean? Yeah. They couldn't arrest Spikes or, like, really, I guess, not question him or whatever because they didn't really have any concrete proof that he was the one who stole these things. It was just speculation. But they were able to bring him in to interrogate him after December 18th. Because on December 18th, the police were made aware that Spikes had sent a picture of Buzzy's stolen clothes to a current cast member at Walt Disney World. And not only did he send the picture, but the picture was taken in the back of his car with his tan backpack that he had been seen with multiple times. Um, He apparently told the cast member that he didn't take those pictures, but received them. December 19th, Spikes was brought into the police station for questioning. Now, you can actually go and watch this interrogation video on YouTube, and it's honestly hilarious. I love it. It's, uh, it's so much fun. Spikes, as he is waiting to be questioned, is waving to the cameras and posting on Twitter with his cell phone. He believes that Disney is there to bully him. The police come in and show him pictures of the hydraulic fluid and the cut wires, and they ask how he would have cut the wires and he started brushes them off until the police pull out the bombshell they pull out the picture of buzzy's stolen clothes sitting in the back of his car and now he denies that it's his car and when asked if those pictures are on the cell phone that is now sitting on the interrogation table he says no he then says he wants to get an attorney and ends the interview which he was allowed to do because he was not under arrest yet um and they tell him that he's free to go but that he 
it has to leave his cell phone because it's being seized and they're going to go get a warrant so they can search it. And upon hearing this, Spike quickly grabs the phone and is almost instantaneously tackled to the ground by the cops and arrested <laughs> for not violent, nonviolent resisting. <laughs> because literally, I think I watching this, I've watched this part a couple of times. I don't think he meant to grab the phone because obviously like you're not getting out of the police station with it i feel like it's a knee-jerk reaction to him being like i'm gonna get caught (laughs) (laughs) like because the cops are like okay well you have to leave your phone and he like deer in headlights look grabs the phone and like tries to stick it in his pocket and then he gets tackled and it's awesome so i'm sitting in the police station uh and i've been uh, you know I'm being questioned for having stolen an animatronic that maybe I stole and clothes that I probably have in the backseat, or maybe I've buried them now. But I have photos of all this on my phone. And I'm tweeting rather than going through my photos and deleting those pictures. Because jail sounds like a good time to me. Later that day, they get a search warrant for his home, and they find the tan backpack that was featured in the photos of the stolen buzzy clothes. Um, It then says in the affidavit that when Spikes posted his YouTube video, like a few months, this was like, he posted the video like a few months after this happened, that the search warrant that Spikes showed in the video, he photoshopped it. So the actual search warrant said that they they were looking for cell phones and then they were looking for the tan backpack and the Haunted Mansion clothes. His search warrant said that it was just looking for his cell phone and an animatronic. So, like, totally lying to try and make himself look better. Like, I don't know how you thought you could get... This guy is insane. (laughs) Patrick, I know you're listening to this because you must Google your name, like, every other day. So, fuck you. (laughs) But but you made it over an hour in, buddy, so thanks for staying with us. Oh, (laughs) tweets about (laughs) (laughs) tweet about me bitch do it the next day the police received the warrant to search through his phone and found all of the pictures of his crimes (laughs) so him wearing the stolen merch the same pictures of buzzy stolen clothes basically every incriminating thing every incriminating thing this man has ever this guy has ever done him faking the moon landing yeah him faking the moon landing yeah (laughs) exactly killing jfk notably though there was no picture of the Buzzy animatronic, or at least not where the Buzzy animatronic wasn't supposed to be. Like, not no in the back of the car, not in his house, nothing like that. So, in the next few months, they trace through his PayPal and find that he had sold around $30,000 worth of stolen merchandise from Disney, including the Haunted Mansion costumes, Haunted Mansion costumes, and Buzzy's clothes. All of the stolen costumes were returned to Disney including Buzzy's clothes. And interesting enough, the Buzzy's clothes were bought by an NBA star, Robin Lopez, <laughs> who apparently <laughs> is like a Disney super fanatic. And Spikes told them when they bought, like, because the other guy who bought the Haunted Mansion clothes, they, um, they redacted his name. I probably wouldn't have said it anyway. But the Robin Lopez story, like, everybody knows about that. So I was like, I can say that. Um, but yeah, so they they returned the clothes they said that spikes told them that he had gotten them legally like that like disney gave them to him or something along those lines which i don't believe but anyway (laughs) you don't believe he said that i believe he said that 
However, the people buying it, do you really believe that? <laughs> the, uh, the guy who bought the Haunted Mansion clothes apparently, like, met him in a parking lot. Oh, no, yeah, that's not... And paid him through PayPal. I'm like, mm. Doesn't feel very <laughs> official. Yeah. But he gave it back anyway, and sure, like, whatever. <laughs> but he wasn't the one who sold them. He just bought them. That was 2019 that he was arrested in May. In 2020, Spikes and his cousin took plea deals to get out of jail time and had to pay restitution as well as doing community service and being on probation for a really long time. Interesting enough, they took plea deals. He was never charged with stealing Buzzy's clothes, even though we know for a fact that he did. He was only ever charged with the Haunted Mansion clothes, and I don't know why that is. But that is a thing. They took plea deals. So it's not technically a guilty verdict, but the plea deal says that you did it. So, like, you know, he's guilty. He did it. Like, well, there's no doubt about it. He was basically bragging about his crimes on Twitter anyway. He's a nut. This leads us to where is Buzzy? Spikes stole his clothes. But we still, to this day, this is like four years later, have no idea where Buzzy actually is. Personally, before I started talking to Dreamfinder guy, I thought what happened was that Spikes went in there, thought he could steal the animatronic, took Buzzy's clothes off, cut him down, realized how heavy it was and was like, shit, and then also had oil all over him and was like, I can't do this, and left Buzzy there. And then Disney comes in and sees Buzzy's like corpse on the ground and is like, oh, no, Buzzy, and then they throw him away. <laughs> because that's something that they would probably do. And I felt like that was the most reasonable explanation. However, it, Dreamfinder guy pointed out to me that it wasn't, like, the police reports say that it was stolen, and it is still an open case, like, in Florida. So Disney wouldn't perjure itself yeah, exactly. and lie. Right. Like, why would they do that? There'd be no point to that. Exactly. Especially because Spikes got arrested anyway. Like, it's not like they were trying to attack him. So, I, I don't know where he is. Where it's, is him? It's also weirder that he doesn't have clothes. Yes, <laughs> right? Who has the naked Buzzy? <laughs> so. I mean, you could be right to an extent, but maybe Disney didn't find it. Maybe he got the, the assailant, the, the, the thief got Buzzy to a certain place and then dropped him in the water or something. I'm not even making a joke. Buzzy could be going for a swim. <laughs> naked swim decided he couldn't get buzzy into the car buzzy was a mess it was going to mess up his car Mm -hmm. and then found a place to just stash him away but disney doesn't know where that is or doesn't (laughs) want to be bothered to spend the money i love the idea of like someone going through all the trouble to steal this (laughs) animatron and get all the way to the car i was like "Mm, it's gonna make a mess (laughs) i didn't didn't think about the mess I left all my Lysol wipes at home. <laughs> I just got this car. I'm gonna get oil all It's over a rental. It. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about just for a second that, like, I do think 
I do think it would be possible to steal this animatronic because because like the security was apparently super lax. Cranium Command was sort of towards the back of the building. So if you had a way to get into the cast member part of the building, you could drive a car right up to the building and probably like get him on like a wheelie car or something and wheel him out. However, he is still lifted up like 10 feet above the ground. So you have to cut these electrical wires that are spewing fluid at you (laughs) and not get crushed by 300 pound animatronic. But also there was apparently like a service lift underneath of him. So like maybe they could have used a service lift to get up there to like cut him down easier. But did the building have power? Like did that part of the building have power? Then why weren't there cameras? What is going on? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where Buzzy is. And I asked Dreamfinder guy, I was like, if you just for fun, if you had to take a guess, where do you think he is? And he said that he thinks that he's with just some, like a collector, like somebody else went in and stole Buzzy and now just has him and honestly i hope that's the case so like the clothes thing is a coincidence yes so okay so here's the thing because like Dreamfinder guy didn't think that spikes did it and after all of this information and stuff i also don't think that he did it only because he 100% would have taken a picture of himself with it (laughs) he took a picture (laughs) of literally everything else he was wearing the wigs of the haunted mansion characters that he stole yeah. in the 7-eleven parking lot behind disney world <laughs> yeah that makes sense right he would have taken a picture of then it he manufactured a picture to try to appropriate the buzzy story the theft with the, the face the head yeah and like i feel like if he had the actual head you're saying he would have just gone ahead and used the actual head well, I don't know about that because I, he never posted the other pictures of him. They only came out online once the police found it. I mean, like the police like searched his phone and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, I know he wasn't that stupid where he'd post a picture of his face doing a crime, but he still had all of them on his phone and iPhones like tell you everything about like what time, where you took the picture. Was his face not in the picture with the wigs? No, it was. So he do- is stupid enough to post a picture of his but face during a crime. But he didn't post those pictures. Oh, he kept those private he on did. his phone. I see yes. what you're saying. The pictures with the buzzy clothes, he was not in. But it was with his like backpack that he's seen with all the time. And then also in the back of his car. But the police were very easily able to be like, yes. That's like where this story ends is... <laughs> Buzzy's still out there somewhere. And I, I, I sincerely hope that whoever has him is taking good care of him and that since he's naked, he's like swaddled up in a blanket and like sitting in a nice display area. <laughs> if you or someone you know have any information that could lead to the recovery of Buzzy the animatronic, please contact Walt Disney Corporation at... No, actually, contact Savannah Barrett at Strange Ride um, and let me have him. No, I'm just kidding. I would give him back. But I do want to say, you know, we're a relatively small podcast. Like, I I won't narc, okay? Just, like, just tell me that you have them. I won't say anything, and then I'll meet you at a location, and I'll give it back to Disney. If you're really proud of yourself, we'll give you an episode, though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Disguise your voice and stuff. So, so to me, to, to kind of wrap up my thoughts on it, 
Spikes 100% stole his clothes. 100%. There is no doubt about that. Um, I think that Spike stole his clothes. And then I think, I bet that he was bragging about it because he obviously sent pictures to like a different cast member and that's how the police were able to like go and actually like um get a search warrant for his house and stuff i think that maybe he was like bragging about it and maybe another cast member was like so buzzy's just like back there like without his clothes like and you stole and you got away with it maybe i could do that and i feel like maybe they went back there and they just took they they cut him down took buzzy and then they have him and they let backdoor disney take the fall because fuck that guy (laughs) (laughs) and then also because he was the easier target Mm. this feels like the most reasonable explanation to me now i could go with that i mean i I also like my bottom of the bay situation but (laughs) that would be so sad but it's not i don't think it's unlikely i don't know did buzzy have any enemies (laughs) the 12 year old boy that he was controlling (laughs) he grew up (laughs) bunch of white blood cells across the hall (laughs) lovers triangles (laughs) do you guys have any final thoughts on the buzzy saga i feel content i feel like i've expressed my theory and i'm good (laughs) i'm trying to think i don't know maybe they chopped him up so he was easier to transport maybe there's pieces of buzzy scattered that's true too oh my god could you imagine like like one day like on like in front of the walt disney world entrance that there's just like a cardboard box and then buzzy's head is like in it <laughs> so, like, like before the park opens or something it's just sitting it's there like, <laughs> the oil's still on it <laughs> this dorky dad but, like, in khaki shorts is like um so i think the- this belongs to you guys so is this like in a super secluded area? I, I would feel like at some point there has to be a camera somewhere. I mean, I guess they would have looked into it if there was. But like even like leaving the building or like cameras from like other areas. Like I have no idea. Right. I, I have no idea how this is possible. How? How? That's why to me it made the most sense. Like I was talking with my coworker Jordan. So I have to give him credit for this theory because we we he's also a disney fanatic so we were talking about this and i was telling him like i have no idea what could have happened to it and he was the one that was like what if he tried to steal it and then couldn't and then just left it there and now disney has it and i'm like that makes the most sense but then the issue comes with if disney reported it stolen which they have because the affidavit even says so that they'd be lying yeah, they're not. I don't think they're going to lie to the police no. about something like that. No, unless white collar crime, maybe, but not that. <laughs> it just wouldn't make sense to lie to the police about that. It wouldn't make any sense, especially because the clothes were already stolen. So, like, it's not like they were trying. Like I said, they weren't trying to get spikes. Like this dude thinks it so. But apparently, things in the Walt Disney Company, because it is such a big company, do go missing from time to time. And Buzzy was red tagged, which means that they were planning on demo- demolishing the the building. But red tag means like it has a big tag that's red that says "Do not destroy" on it, so that when people are taking apart, they would know to save it, so that they could put Buzzy in the archive. So people are thinking that maybe they did take Buzzy, and like somebody took Buzzy when they were like I don't know cleaning up or getting ready to demolish something, and 
Buzzy got sat somewhere and then people never realized it and then he's just lost now. But Disney lost it. Yes. And then reported it stolen, thinking hmm. that it actually was stolen. I'm open to that. But why would it be such a mess? If it was an employee who removed it, the employee knows how to drain the fluid. and Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like uh, everything points to him actually being stolen. Yeah. And at the bottom of the... Of the <laughs> <laughs> swimming so, with the fishes. And because like, uh, it, it's become such a big thing, like, and it's still a big thing, like uh, the voice actor uh is like super the guy who voiced buzzy is super like active on twitter and wants to find buzzy and he was the part of that made me end up finding the dream finder because i was watching some guy's youtube video about this situation and i was reading the comments to see what other people said about it and the the voice actor is in the comments and he's like oh yeah uh some guy who's worked at epcot since day one told me that buzzy was actually stolen and i'm like what the voice actor said that and so i started looking more into it and that's when i found the dream finder guy and like i found out that he was actually like stolen stolen and it, yeah it's just crazy we need justice for buzzy we do oh that's where i was going with it um so it it's sort of become like a big thing in the Disney fandom now that like you might see people walking around Disney World wearing shirts that say bring him home <laughs> <laughs> or like free buzzy, fine buzzy. But I love the bring him home one because like the, a YouTuber by the name of Offhand Disney made the shirt and it's a picture of Buzzy with the words over it, Buzzy's face saying bring him home. And it, and then it makes me think of Les Mis. I was just thinking that. <laughs> Because there's a song in Les Mis called Bring Him Home. And, like, some of the lyrics are so funny where it's like, he's like the son I might have known if God had granted me a son. <laughs> oh, Buzzy. Bring him peace. Bring him joy. <laughs> he is young. He is only a boy. I, <laughs> so every time I think of that, I just start singing Bring Him Home. And now every time I hear that song, I think about Buzzy. <laughs> Buzzy. So bring him home, guys. The person who has him, or if you if you don't want to bring him home, just please swaddle him in the blanket, like I was talking about. Make sure he's comfortable. Um. Oh, but uh, yeah. So, d <laughs> any closing statements? At least nothing. <laughs> I feel like I made plenty of statements. <laughs> Hello, editor Savannah here with uh, some notes. Actually, so. I was thinking about it after we got home from recording this episode that I was like, wait, why weren't there cameras? So I reached back out to Dreamfinder guy and he so kindly responded again. And this is what he had to say. So most of early Epcot had no security cameras of any kind. It was simply too high of a cost for too little benefit. Some things, like Spaceship Earth, still to this day don't have any cameras, but rather include other alternative security measures. Measures. Wonders of Life only ever had cameras installed in Body Wars. They were live monitored through the tower only because ops needed to monitor, monitor the cabins and exit halls for health concerns. There were no reason to keep an eye on people simply enjoying Wonders of Life, but there was a reason to ensure medical attention was rushed as soon as possible to anyone who needed it in Body Wars. After everything closed, no additional security was ever installed because, once again, Disney didn't feel the need to do so. 
definitely wanted to throw in that little tidbit because I think that is incredibly interesting. And then also, while I was editing, I realized in the heat of the moment, I said I was watching some guy's YouTube video, and I was like, I should say what the YouTube video was because I really enjoyed that video, actually. Um, I watched a few different YouTube videos. One, or uh, I watched Offhand Disney's, both of his videos that he made on the subject, and actually in his second video, he has links to the archived Backdoor Disney YouTube video where he like reveals his identity. And then also he has um, links to the affidavit and stuff if you guys wanna read it. And the other video that I really enjoyed was George Browning. His video is about half an hour and really concisely with pictures and things also tells the story of Buzzy. Uh, I really enjoyed his video and his video was the one where I was reading the comments and saw the voice actor comment and say Buzzy was stolen and I was like what oh my god so definitely check out those youtubers I definitely want to give a big shout out to um at dreamfinder guy he was awesome I loved talking with him um he was super helpful and insightful and it, it was really cool getting to talk to him about this stuff and then he has another twitter account which is like an archive of the wonders of life the name is wonders of life archive and the at is at w-o-l archive definitely check it out if you want to know more about the wonders of life like it it has like all this amazing stuff like all these old pictures and promotional pictures so definitely check it out and thank you so much at dreamfinder guy that was awesome yeah thanks dreamfinder guy thank you for riding along with us Please watch your step as you exit, and remember to take all personal belongings with you. I don't, I don't know if it I qualifies as urban time. either, really. Well, at the time, it at least looked like it was abandoned. <laughs> but not urban. It was abandoned no. enough. We, we climbed in through the basement. Like, we, we were walking out. There was a guy there just, like, doing paperwork. Um, excuse me. Booked and left us down there. Yeah. <laughs> guys yeah, she was upset poking holes, stapling things. She called her her grandma. <laughs> yeah, she was like, "Oh, my grandma's in the hospital. I had to go, so I left you down there." And then, like later on, she's in the car with my mom. <laughs> just like, yep. her. So and her grandma all... came and picked her up. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, this is this does not need to be. Yeah. <laughs> after the episode <laughs> tangent but yeah we, we did do i actually when i was writing this was like we did do this but only once <laughs> did you be in video it no of course yeah, not because so. we're not idiots and we're not going to post our crimes on the internet <laughs> also i guess we probably didn't have like phones that i'm trying to think if i had, had like great video you had to post your crimes on like your back door phone, post so. them on your fridge that's what i'm thinking i might have still have my flip phone yeah, yeah. i do. we probably didn't have oh my god i think i had a camera sound though so old. I had to do some old-fashioned crime posting okay no but that was fun because uh, so we were walking home from school and we kind of scoped out the building and we were like we we saw a, like a window to the basement we pushed it and we're like it's unlocked and then we looked in and we saw there's a ladder and we were like that's a way out so we went back to shannon's and then we told her mom and i think we were like oh we're just going for a walk and we waited until it was dark and we went and we climbed into that building and there were bats and there were bats the bats started Ooh, to attack that's us that's terrifying yes and then our one friend dylan started going up the stairs and he's like wait i think i see an alarm system go back go back <laughs> and we all 
like rushing out of the building because he's like, we might have triggered the alarm. <laughs> even though there was no alarm sounding or anything. <laughs> and even the bats were the alarm. <laughs> they were swooping out our heads. That was crazy. It's an old-fashioned <laughs> system. And I was worried that they would get caught in his hair or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that was so much fun. He had a beanie on. They weren't getting caught in anything. I feel like every episode that we do of this together, it's going to end with us talking about (laughs) child weird stories that we have together. This is literally just one paragraph that has taken me this long to get through. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be here all night. Either way, I was honestly holding back. much more to say <laughs> just have a whole episode about urban exploring <laughs>